Hello, hello, and welcome, my FU Watch Thisers, to the FU Watch This Talk podcast. Holy shit, I am already recording episode three. I cannot freaking believe it. So crazy. Um, as a reminder, if you have kids or someone sensitive in the room, you should probably just turn this shit off right now um, because we have no filter here at FU Watch This. I am almost at 30,000 words. Sadistic, dark manipulation. He had told them that he slept with over 300 women. I just couldn't imagine doing something like that. I'm disposable. When he literally leaped over the bed. Oh my God. You're fucking awesome. Keep being fucking you. I'm Ty Page, your host of Fuck You, Watch This, Talk Podcast. I'm so honored, oh my God, tonight to have uh, Russ with quantum hypnotherapy joining me. We're gonna be talking about life after a narcissist, healing from childhood trauma, changing your patterns on a conscious and subconscious level, and the fuckery that is unfucking your destiny. It's morning in Bali right now where Russ is. It's 8.30 here on a Friday night in Florida, so I am having a an adult beverage. <laughs> So grab your own adult beverage or a cocktail or a cup of tea or coffee and join me as here we fucking go. I am going to invite Russ into the room now. Tonight's episode is going to be very interesting. We're going to be delving into a lot of personal shit, um, honestly, which is a little nerve wracking for me. But hey, my book is going to be published and everybody's going to know everything anyway. So we might as well just do the damn thing, right? G'day, how are you? Hey, Russ, how are you? I'm great, I'm in Bali. Welcome to everyone listening in Bali and in the Southern Hemisphere and a good evening to everyone on the East and West Coast in the States. How are you, Ty? Oh, it's, it's funny, it's, um, it's 8.30 here in Florida, so I'm having myself an adult beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. What is that thing? Good Lord. Caffeine oh, makes me do... Oh, it's not that big, it's actually quite small. Okay. Maybe because I was holding it up, it looks bigger, but you know. Check that's this out. I love this. I get to swear and be politically incorrect. What a relief for a therapist. Oh my God. Um, hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am so glad that you were like available to do this because I think this is going to be absolutely epic. Um, I love it. Yeah. If you don't mind, just do me a favor for anyone listening. Tell me a little bit about your credentials, your experience, your background. Yeah, yeah. Who the hell? Who the hell is Russell Price, and why is he here talking? With yes. Us? Great. So, long, long, long story short, I started off about a thousand years ago doing, doing the things that my parents wanted me to do: going to uni, getting a job, getting a degree, straight on track for the two and a half kids and the swimming pool and the second car. Um, okay. Along the way, as I think many of us do, had that sense of something inside going. Uh, 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 you're meant to be doing something different. And so I quit my job. That was the first big decision of my life was quitting my job, going against everything my mother wanted and society wanted. And I basically became a hippie um, and then studied every natural therapy under the sun. Um, the list is, is long, but I essentially ended up starting a college of natural therapies and personal development after all my studies. My main background ties in neurolinguistic programming and Ericksonian hypnotherapy, but also kinesiology, Chinese medicine, enough naturopath 
naturopathy and nutrition to give myself a complex anytime I eat. A lot of body work and all the woo-woo stuff. Like, if you read one of my last posts I talk about when I channeled Jesus. Oh, um, wow. I used crystals and all that kind of thing. So I went okay. through that whole spectrum. And then I felt like something was missing. There were a lot of teachers and gurus in the new age and personal development world who just were not examples of the things they were teaching and their lives were certainly far from ideal mm -hmm. and i really started to question everything that i was teaching and i was learning and so huh. i then i started to develop a bit of a false ego as i was a bit of a new age rock star for a while oh wow okay and, and so i left this was all in melbourne australia i left with the determination to leave everything behind and test everything that I knew to mm. see what was real. And right. I ended up spending time in Saudi Arabia and walking in jungles in West Africa and working as a geologist all over the world. Crazy. Refining all of the things that I've been thinking about and testing them. And now I'm coming back with a deeper understanding of what works, what we can change and what we can't change. Okay. How the superpowers of trauma, because trauma gets a bit of a bad rap and it's, it's traumatic, right? right. Uh, but there are, there are inherent superpowers which everyone has and we're gonna go into that in, uh, when we okay. chat, hopefully. Okay, cool. And now I'm, yeah, now I'm here kind of offering what I call quantum hypnotherapy, which is my methodology for changing things on the inside, repairing trauma, helping you be the person you know is inside, but you just haven't found a way to embody and let out so okay so it's so funny that you say that because it's not going to be a secret for very long especially once my book is published mm. i was sexually abused as a child uh, by my stepfather and i mm. i always have disassociated with that little girl who was abused as a child and i don't want to go through that again i've had so many therapists tell me well, you need to connect with that little girl. I'm like, I don't want to go there. I'm not that person. I know who that little girl ends up, like grows up to be. And I don't want to be that little girl that grows up to be, you know, unsuccessful or d depressed. Like, that's not me. I'm not that girl. So talk to me a little bit about how you heal after like childhood trauma or abuse of any kind, whether it's sexual or mental, verbal, emotional physical yeah. really really great question really great question so and it's a really big and it's a really important question so the first step i think is just treating everything with a lot of care and a lot of kindness and a lot of respect both for the little girl inside and for the part of you, Ty, that doesn't want to go back and visit that little girl or doesn't want to be there. The way I see the mind now, and it's very clear if you studied internal family systems or all sorts, uh, or Gestalt, that we are not, we are composed of lots of little voices, you know? You know it when you wake up in the morning and one voice says, go and exercise, and the other says, no, I want to stay in bed. We've all had that experience, yeah. right? So, sure. first of all, we respect the part of you that says, I don't want to go back and visit that little girl because there's, un there's a very good reason for that. And there's an intelligence there that first we need to acknowledge and welcome in. And when we do that, then if it's required, we can visit that little girl, but it okay. may not be. 
And the, one of the deepest questions I ask myself or, and ask my clients is, what is your, how are you here to help me? So this voice, we, we relate to as if it's a person inside you saying, I don't want to go back there. And instead of arguing with it or trying to dominate it, which is just repeating the trauma, we go, yes. well, what's your positive intention? There's a wisdom here. How are right, you here to right. help me? Yeah. Okay. And you, you can feel the kind of the, the kindness and the respect that automatically comes when we, when we engage with these parts of ourselves. Interesting. Mo yeah. Most people, uh, Ty, when they, when they encounter trauma, it's an uncomfortable feeling, right? And so our initial response is, I want to get rid of that feeling. I want to shift it, heal it, fix it, get rid of it. The fundamental difference and that I've noticed over the years is that when we can make a space to acknowledge that voice and hear it, mm -hmm. our intrinsic goodness, which is in everybody, starts yeah. to shift things all by itself. Okay. And this is, this is the magic. And it, it really is magic because it's difficult to explain, but okay. undeniable to feel. That's deep. <laughs> oh we're going straight. We're going Holy straight shit. to the core, Ty. What Ooh. the fuck? That's deep. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. See, because I feel, I honestly feel like I have made a lot of poor choices in my relationships because my dad left when I was three. He was replaced by, I don't want to call him a man. He was a sad excuse for a human, but like, you know, mm. he got replaced by someone who abused me for four years and took advantage of my trust. I was a little girl. I was vulnerable. I was very vulnerable. I was a kid. And, yeah. you know, after that, I was just so excited to have like normal life, like a kid should have. Like I want to play on the playground and not be judged for being ugly or poor or, you know, very, very um, underconfident. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to get past all of this as fast as possible. And yeah, I have made yeah. so many poor decisions in the men that I have chosen to be with, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, Otherwise, I wouldn't uh, have a book, you know? Actually, like, I mean, all of my bad decisions. You know, it's like, but, thanks, but no yeah. thanks? I don't know, I'm, but... Um, I'm just going to pause you there for a moment, Ty. Sure. And, offer, <laughs> and just offer that... Okay, we can do a little bit of this now if you're game. We can do a little bit yeah, of this live. Yeah, go for it. Okay, why, why the fuck do I make... Have I always made so many bad decisions with the mm. men? Is it because of what I went through as a kid? I'm just trying to replace, you know, the dad figure or whatever. Got it, got it, got it. And I've yeah, done yeah, that yeah. very, very poorly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there's two things, two things going on here. One is the stuff that's happening on the inside, which if you're game, we can go in and do a little bit of work. And then there's this thing on the outside, which is the explanation, you know, which is I was abused this thing happened to me as, a, as we develop and as we do a bit of personal development, we start to, you know, we study a bit of trauma. We go, ah, I am like this because my dad this did this and my mum did that. And this is why, I'm, why I've come here. And I can do the same. I can articulate very well all the challenges I had in my childhood. But my experience of myself and others is that knowing your patterns doesn't help you solve them, unfortunately. It can, it can give you a great story. And here I thought that all it was was like, oh, be self-aware and you're good be to Be self-aware. No, exactly. there's so one much the, more fucking work to do. <laughs> one of the first myths 
of the personal development world. You know, awareness is all that you need. And this is part of my journey through just trying to untangle what's bullshit and what has truth. And to be fair, there is a lot of truth with awareness. You, awareness is the start, but it's not the end. So here's, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to go back to when you said I've made a lot of poor choices. Okay. First of all, I want you just to notice what does it feel like in your body when you're saying just that sentence, I've made a lot of poor choices. And just notice the feelings, Ooh, the sensations. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. And the feeling what I, in my body when I yeah. say that out loud, the feeling is like I'm kind of numb almost. Like numb. it's it's yeah. yeah, I feel numb almost. Yeah. As if is not not as if I didn't make those choices, but kind yeah. of like someone else made those choices. That's Beautiful. not me. Like Beautiful. I didn't make those choices. I didn't really choose to be with that narcissist who cheated on me that right, I would right, find out right. about later. Nobody, me. nobody wakes up in the morning and opens their gratitude journal and decides, <laughs> I want to date a narcissist who's going to cheat on me. Okay, no or, one does that. But then we have this thing that happens. Like we have to also look at our lives and go, well, that also happened. So how I, do I reconcile that? So I never saw myself as I'm so strong and independent, you know, and confident. I never saw myself in a relationship. It was a short-lived relationship, but I was with a, 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 another sad excuse for a human who was physically um, violent with me. And right. I, and you know what? Though the funny thing is, for the first couple of months. I got love bombed like crazy and everybody was yep. like, Oh, he's so wonderful. He's amazing. He's so good. He's good looking. He's all the things like he's doing. He was love bombing the shit out of me. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, only yeah. after the love bombing, I found out, Oh, this dude has a fucking prior felony conviction for aggravated assault, domestic violence. Okay. So, so talk I'm to me about that. Like the love yeah, yeah. bombing. Cause you have bombing. a lot of narcissists experience let's just say yeah. experience first of all ty i'm i'm gonna point out a few patterns here as well okay so yeah i know it's gonna get gnarly but this is my job right and this is it's also my job to hold a foundation of just kindness and care for you as well so what is what i'm noticing is you contact you connected remember all that time ago i asked you what do you feel in your body and you said there's a numbness okay, okay? and if we and then after that you went on to another story and another explanation. And this is kind of what, this is a trauma response. It's like, here's that feeling that I don't like. And then we do things like we over explain or we change the subject to get away from that. Okay. So, and that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's a, that's a beautiful uh, response as well. What I want to do, and this is what I do is, when we can meet that numbness or that feeling or that uncomfortable feeling in the present moment and welcome it, and I'm going to give you an analogy in a moment, it okay. starts to change and transform in the, in the love field that I'm holding with you because that numbness couldn't get what it needed in the past. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So... This is, this is what happens is we have a survival response. When you were young, 
that dreadful thing happened, and I, I'm so sorry that it happened, and it should never have happened to you, but it happened, and your younger self made a decision. Your nervous system went, I'm going to shut down, or whatever, to protect, mm-hmm. to protect Ty, and then because it was so intense, that pattern then does two things. It repeats in your life, okay? So you have this numbness, and then secondly, there is an intelligence in the body which wants to repair what happened. And the fucked up thing about humans and, and human relationships, I think, is that this part recreates the initial scenario in the hope that our adult self can give it what it needed. Okay? So this is why the relate, your relationship patterns continue repeating until you can meet that numbness and welcome it and give it what it needs right now. And then it goes, okay, thank goodness. I'm welcome. There's nothing wrong with me. I can help you do something else in your life now, okay? And just, just notice hearing that, what do you feel in your body right now? I feel like I got, I think I just got tased. Right, you just got <laughs> tased. Okay. <laughs> you know, like... Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is there a numbness now, or is there like a tingling or a, an alive? Kind of more, yeah, like a tingling, like. There, oh there shit! Is alive... Yes. Okay. So we've gone from numb to tingling just by talking about welcoming in this bit. And I can see in your physiology, shoulders are relaxing. You're a little calmer. You're more present, and something is shifting on the inside all by itself. Okay. And if we just invite that intelligence to keep working, the nice thing about hypnotherapy is you don't have to figure anything out because your body has already known, worked out how to shift from numbness to aliveness. What else can it do in the next 30 seconds or the next minute? We can shift things very swiftly. My mind is blown right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like... I don't even know what to say next. I usually have some sort of dialogue prepared. I'm like, right, right, right. the fuck and can I we talk about this. now? I feel like That's I need a... to go meditate for an hour. It's um, perfect. This is perfect. So what I'm going to, what I'll invite you to do is here, next piece. You ready for the next piece, Ty? Oh, Place? yes. I think, I don't know. This is, this is good. This is heavy. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It's deep and it's simple. So okay. from here, that tingling and aliveness, just... Place your hands on the part of your body that feels most connected to that intelligence, that tingling, that aliveness. You might, might notice your hands just wander somewhere. Okay. Yep. And then just take a deep breath in and say a big thank you to that part. And you can say these words to yourself on the inside. Thank you for feeling safe enough to reveal yourself. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for feeling safe enough to reveal yourself. You're welcome. You have a place. And you don't need to change or to be any different. And I'm right here with you. That's right. Notice that big breath you just took in. And just notice any of the good feelings in your body. It's funny that I went straight to my face. I'm a face person. Mm-hmm. I I really I, I always have been whether not just with me but with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm. My nickname is Faces. 
Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I even love that. I even love my that. coworkers are like, what? What's that face? I'm like, oh, you can't, you can't, don't try to yeah. figure that out because you'll never figure it out. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I am a big face person. So my hands yeah. just sort of, <clears throat> they just sort of gravitated to my face. Right, right, right. And notice how we don't need to explain that. It's just there's an intelligence there. There is always an intelligence in the body that is working for us. And but I'm the type of person, though, that I always like to understand things. I always like to delve a little deeper. That's just who I am. So I, I needed to, once that started happening and I took a deep breath, I was like, why are my hands on my face? Oh, yeah, that's got to yeah, be yeah. why, because I gravitate to faces. Got it. Got it, got it. And we can, we can give you some explanations now. Like it's, this is what I call the difference between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. Right. The unconscious mind, like the stuff we just did with the body, that's how you repair trauma. Well, it's one of the many ways, but it's, and it's super simple and it's super e Well, it's easy. The process is simple. Then we give the conscious mind some understanding, which is where I kind of tell you a bit about neurobiology and, you know, the attachment styles and blah, blah, blah. So your yeah. mind has something to grasp onto while yeah. your unconscious is actually doing all the work. Wow. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. And I'd say for you, Ty, the practice then is being able to rest more in that place of, of rest and relaxation without needing to explain everything. Okay. And that's gonna that's gonna make a big difference, <laughs> big difference to you, because yeah, that terrifies the fuck out of me, right? And I right, don't know right, why. Right. I do yes. always. I I'm very self aware. I'm very cognizant. Yep. I'm very self aware. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. You just made me realize that more than anybody ever has. Mm -hmm. I definitely mm -hmm. always do feel a need to explain, even if I am saying like, "Hey, I fucked up. I made a mistake." Even mm, I, mm. I can never let it just be that. I always have to explain why or what happened behind right. it. And I right. guess maybe I don't always need to do that. So two, two things from here. It's, it's okay to explain, but sometimes the explaining and all the words come from a place of I'm uncomfortable with the silence or I'm uncomfortable just sitting with this. So one of the other ways that we help repair the nervous system is I'm here with you co-regulating. It's called co-regulating, okay? So okay. I'm the field of unconditional love and support and just loving the shit out of you exactly as you are. And what happens, Ty, is normally if you're by yourself, you'll have this numbness or this uncomfortable feeling, this trauma response, and we cover it over. We cover it over with words or with beer or weed or whatever the fuck we are, we are you know, we do. To avoid this when you're with with me or someone who can hold that space for you this part gets to be experienced expressed and then shift then grow up with us and that's how we integrate these things <clears throat> are you ready for a little story you ready for okay, a little I, yes. okay. you ready okay hold you get ready to take notes this okay. is this is this is Rusky's this is Rusky's uh, model of trauma repair, right? So, what ha what happens when you hear a crying baby? Okay, it gets our attention. It depends on right. if you're a parent <laughs> or not. <laughs> I knew you'd have some kind of response. In general, what happens when we hear a crying baby is it gets our attention, right? Okay, and if you're a mother, you go to the baby and what do you do? You hold the baby 
And you try and work out, is this a hungry cry? Is this a sleepy cry? Is this a I just want to be held kind of cry? Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. And then we hold the baby. And as we learn to hear what it's saying, we can give that to the baby. And it eventually grows up, ideally to be a functioning human being. Okay. With all these amazing things, just like you and all your listeners and everyone here, we can do amazing things. What we don't do is we go to the baby and say, bad baby, stupid baby, get the fuck out of here for crying. You know, we don't make it wrong. It's just a baby, right? Right. With this numbness that you're feeling or with these uncomfortable feelings, this is exactly like a baby's cry in your nervous system. It knows that it will get your attention, but it doesn't have the words to explain what it needs. So this numbness or this discomfort or the illness that we experience or the uncomfortable feelings that we have are just like a baby's cry. And our job is to hold that feeling either with us, by ourselves or with someone else so that that baby can express and be heard what it needs and then grow up inside us to then offer its gifts. Okay. If we keep pushing the baby away, it's like trying to push away a part of ourselves. It's like if your stomach hurts, you don't say, I'm going to rip you out, stomach. That's it. It's all over. Right. We've got it. We, we can't do that. We, it's a part of us that we need to meet and listen to our stomach or whatever's hurting and go, this is a, this is a much better way. And in the listening, this is where the magic happens. In the listening, that's where the transforming happens. Okay. Wow. The power of our unconscious mind. Just like you had that experience of like, when I stick with the numbness for just a moment, it changes to that tingling and that taziness. Okay. Huh. Right? Yeah, that's a really interesting analogy. One that I will not soon forget. <laughs> yeah, now I'm sitting right. here thinking about. Exactly. Yep, yep. And notice I've done else? in the last 43 years that are so aligned with that. That's yep, crazy. Yep. And then notice how you're also a little bit lost for words now, which is beautiful because something is kind of like sloppy, well, sli uh, slitting into place in the background. You know, like on one hand, that's cool. But on the other hand, like yeah. this is a podcast. We've got to be, we have to be talking, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, we're like, <laughs> we can't yeah. have dead silence. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what you to know say. What, <laughs> you know what you can do, Tyler? Uh, Ty is like, instead of words, even though we're on a podcast, just allow your heart to transmit okay just allow that space to be filled with the energy of healing or whatever is integrating within you and the people listening are also going to pick that up but the silence is okay it allows also space for things to shift to integrate even if you're listening now you might notice there's a space in the nervous system for things to fall into place and be held I had to read a book about anger management, which was weird because I don't have an anger, like I don't have a temper or an anger problem at all, but it actually is a problem that I don't have an anger problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now I feel really fucking pissed. Uh, right. You know, mm -hmm. I, at, at the men in mm -hmm. my life that were supposed to be trustworthy mm -hmm. and honest and good to me, they were supposed to be there for me. My dad was supposed to be there, but no, he fucking left. So I'm pissed. He's dead now. My stepdad, who was supposed to step up and play like the new dad. And my mom for 
letting me feel the blame for that. Like I'm pissed at a lot of people and I don't mm. ever really get pissed off. I don't get pissed off very often. And yeah. I don't show that emotion like I should. Just having this conversation with you is making me, it's surfacing something that I didn't even really know was in there, but I'm fucking mad. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Being told I was disposable, being treated like I was disposable from childhood mm. all the way up. People being inconsiderate to me and disregarding me. And I'm a valuable person and I know I am. And so, yeah, mm. the feeling right now is that surfacing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, so, I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah. And I want to first of all say that your pissedness, your madness, your anger is, is so welcome. This part is really welcome. No, you I don't ever feel part. that. I, I don't feel that enough. Right, right. And so then I think the invitation for you, Ty, is to find ways in which you can welcome that in and make your peace with it. And as it arises, like the intelligence of the nervous system is going to reveal things to you in the order that you can deal with them as well. So okay. there's one piece which has been lifted, now this other piece. And the process ties the same. It's like we notice, that, we notice the movement. First there was numbness, then tingling, now yeah. anger. The process is the same. Working with somebody who can help you hold that anger enough. That it's just like a crying baby, okay? Now the crying baby's kind of screaming and squalling, but we wouldn't punish the baby for feeling angry. We would hold it as always. And like, what do you need? You're welcome. You're my little baby. I'm here. I'm right here with you. Right. The baby might, yeah, might, the baby might not be able to say because it's a baby what it right. wants, but it feels us and it feels us. So this is, this is one of the ways, because I hear all your explanations and your justifications, Ty, and Again, I want to say these things, I wish they'd never happened to you. And you're absolutely justified in feeling what you're feeling. But the way to repair it is not through justifying and crafting and repeating that story. It lies in meeting the, the things that are arising and welcoming okay. that. And then we need other people. This is why we need other people. Because these things are just like, what the fuck do I do with this? This is like, wow, this anger, and I'm not an angry person, so I'm going to push it down. And then it kind of comes out in awkward ways, you know, yeah. um, in other parts of our life. I never yell. I never scream. I never get mad at anybody. I'm always very forgiving mm. and, like, you know, I sweep things under the rug. And I've never just been like, no, fuck you for doing, right. you know. I've never yeah. just... Well, I guess I, I wrote a book, but even in my book, <laughs> I even have eloquent things to say about these people. Like, why? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not a mean person. Is that why? Or I don't understand that. Now I'm sitting here questioning all of it. Like, it's okay right. to be mad at people. It's okay to be mad at somebody who's done you wrong. It's okay. <laughs> it's and maybe okay that's, to be mad at people. Yeah. And 100%. maybe that's something that I have struggled. Maybe that's something I struggle with is being like really fucking mad and angry justifiably yeah, yeah. at people who have wronged me in my life. It's okay to be mad at people, full stop, the end, period, okay? You okay. don't need to justify that. This is the mind trying to justify something that feels uncomfortable. It's like, you're pissed at people, you're mad at people. That in and of itself is totally okay. And then the more that you can welcome that, the more it comes out of the shadow, because if you repress these things, you go, I'm not a mad person, and yet you have all this anger inside you that's going right. to make for a really 
complex life, right? Feels yeah. exhausting. The harder we push things down, the more it squeezes out in the form of like blotchy skin or poor digestion or irritable bowel syndrome or you um, know, catastrophic relationships, etc. This is the process of making peace with your shadow. Okay, the shadow is basically all the things we don't want to see or that we repress or that we're just not aware of. Right. And so along with awareness of these things, we need the tools to be able to deal with them or the, and the support that you didn't get when you were young. And I guess that's, what, that's part of the role that I play with, with people who, who are interested in doing this kind of work. That's amazing. Yeah. In just a little over 30 minutes here, I'm like, God, really, really thinking, holy shit, like I just had a serious epiphany about yeah. my yeah. own self-awareness and my own journey, yes. you know, and over yeah. 42 years, you know, everything I've been through and no one has yeah. ever really laid it out like that for me before. So mm -hmm. yeah, holy shit, like, yeah. thank you so much. That's amazing. And then from that place, and thank you, I just want you to say a big thank you to yourself. Just acknowledge yourself for all the work that you've done and all the work that you're continuing to do and that intelligence inside you, which is still working right now for you. Life is working for you. And just ask that part if it would be willing to come with you and keep assisting you yeah. as you go forward. And yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, of course, right? This oh, God, yeah. Just, right? This is the part where I always find we get to, like the entry point, remember it's like the crying baby, but the cry turns into bad relationships or pain in my stomach or migraines, or I'm always pissed at people. And when we, and when we dive into that, that's just the door. And as yeah. we dive into that, I always find that we end up at people's intrinsic goodness. I find that people are intrinsically deeply good and want to help and be kind. And, now you're connecting with that part right now and yeah. that it's tough after going through a lot of shit you know you start thinking like man are is anybody good anymore <laughs> i t i totally understand like i i understand no. too i've had my encounters with narcissists and psychopaths mm -hmm. and yes you it's it's deeply it's deeply shocking yeah um, i can and there is a way and there is a way through that as well i would like to think and from what i've experienced in myself there is so well, we might have to do a part two that just focuses on narcissism recovery. Right, right, right. Holy right. shit, yeah. because it, it's tough. And so many people, I have so many people that reach out to me and ask me like questions. What do I do? How do I do yeah. it? What do um, I do? You know, the, the no contact, the block, the no contact. I'm, they're scared. Yeah. They're scared of what they're going to do. And my narcissist was a little different. By the time I left, he was ready for me to be gone because I think I was more of a nuisance to his lifestyle that he wanted to have on the back burner while he was also married to me. He was I mean, just, a, research, he was just but... a malevolent, yeah, malevolent force in your life. Yeah. And it's so, so a couple of little things I'll just add so that people who are, who are engaging in this, you know, this really difficult situation, um, narcissism, and it's a hot, it's a hot topic. I actually don't necessarily like to use the word, but part of, I think the gift of narcissism is for those who've been affected by it is this, this invitation to choose yourself beyond anything else, but also 
the part of us that is in shadow that needs to be met and brought out as well. It's like huh. this deeper belief in yourself and you as the most important person as opposed yeah. to, you know, perhaps this people-pleasing attitude of like other people are more important than me or I will sneakily get my needs met by pleasing other people. Right. And so we all, to a degree, are people pleasers and narcissists. Oh, absolutely. And then at the very end of the... Yeah, and at the very end of the spectrum, yeah, there are people who are willing to be malevolent and, and, and it's really evil, you know, and it's, it's deeply distressing to be in that. I had never, I never even knew what a narcissist was until I was about eight months into my marriage and I started Googling some of the things that were happening in my marriage and the word right. kept coming up. It was like, narcissist, narcissist. And I was like, what the fuck is a narcissist? So I started looking into narcissism. Then I learned about gaslighting. Read the book. I'm sending you a signed copy so you can Great. read it. But Fantastic. holy shit. You wouldn't believe some of the things that he did to gaslight me. It was insane. But I didn't yeah. know what it was. I kept yeah. like putting myself in check. Like, well, maybe I overreacted. Or maybe, maybe I didn't really hear that. So knowledge so, is power. Uh, <laughs> knowledge is power. Yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, and I would say, I'm just going to offer something which may or may not be true, but there is a way in which you may have abandoned yourself and your, and your own internal feelings in favor of trying to stay connected to this man. Absolutely, okay. I did. I 100% right. I agree with that because mm -hmm. I took marriage very seriously and it was a commitment. Right. So I kept trying and trying and trying and yes. bending and molding and... Yep. You know, I did everything to try to make it work because I took my commitment very seriously. And, yep. you know, little did I know, he wasn't taking the commitment seriously at all. I was miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think, yeah, that, that points to a, diff uh, a deeper question as well as like becoming an adult uh, awakening is the, can be seen as the process of decoupling from you know, like society, you know, you abandoned yourself and your values for this external model of marriage, whatever that means. And fair play to you, you tried to make it work. I did. But at a certain point, it, it, you know, you grew too far away from yourself and you were in a pattern of, I will abandon myself first. Just like with the numbness, the first response is to abandon that feeling through mm -hmm. talking or explanation, etc. In this case, probably because you're amazing and stubborn, Ty, it had to create this, you know, ball-busting fuck of a situation I to have you that. come back to yourself. And maybe that whole shit show was just a testament to how strong your soul is and how big your heart is to then come to this place where you're assisting other people in, in the journey. I believe in God and I believe in, you know, everything mm -hmm. happening for a reason and I believe mm -hmm. that here I am at my age, after everything I've been through, I finally just said, no, I'm taking some time for me and yeah. I'm going to write a book and I'm going to travel solo and I'm beautiful. I'm just going to kick ass and be me yeah. and be single and happy for as, you know, for as long as I need to until I feel comfortable to try to, you know, open my heart up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I 100% support I that. That sounds just 
beautiful. Just beautiful. Well, thank you. I appreciate Any way I can help you with that, let me know. You're in Bali, and most of my listeners are I mean, in the United States, but that's okay we'll, because I think you can do amazing work from anywhere in the world, especially 100%. in the world of COVID. Yes, 100%. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, hypno.with.russ. Um, I do sessions over Zoom. It's just as effective as in person. In fact, sometimes more. Uh, I'm running a free event in two weeks' time called Five Days to Find Your Man, which is a, a trauma-informed journey through how to connect with men, how to repair trust, how to find all the good men. It's totally free. It's going to be a ton of amazing shit in there, which will blow your mind and help put you on the track towards attracting a good man into your life. Okay. And... I, the link is in my Instagram as well. So everyone listening, please find me on uh, Instagram, Hypno with Russ. And uh, if there's any way I can help you, then yeah, just let me know. I have a small number of free sessions that I do every couple, you know, every week. Just one or two for people who want to experience what I do. And otherwise, if you feel like it's right and you resonate, just jump straight in. And the work is beautiful. It's easy. It's powerful. And it's it's very very kind. Oh my God, I'm so inspired. What are the dates for the, the five-day? The 21st, the 25th, I think, and then we'll be running a course starting in March, which will go okay. really deep. This will be where the, the, the repair work will happen. So come and join. It's going to be a ball. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. And how <laughs> long is it every day? It, it'll be probably an hour from me and then an hour from my partner. Uh, she's in Germany. So okay. you'll get the masculine and the feminine. So it's like an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. You'll be, you guys will be loving it. Super Fantastic. cool. Awesome. Can't, wait to can't wait to read the book, Ty. You're a oh gift. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're, thank well, you for all your energy. Speaking of my book, I have a special guest here. Uh-huh. Who is a character in my book. <laughs> <laughs> and I know once people start reading the book, they're going to be like, who is this character? What is going on? <laughs> what a hunk. Everyone. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> this is my friend Garza. He's like my closest friend here in Florida. Well, you are. All right. Yes. Garza, you seem like one of the good men. I like that. <laughs> I like to think so. Yes. I love it. I appreciate you joining me and like helping me. Even just that yeah. was like freaking so fucking cool. Yeah. I'm going to make sure to name drop you and give you as much credit as possible and Let's go right. do the damn thing, right? Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. The more, the more that we can shift these ancestral and, and family patterns, the better chance we have of creating the world that we want to live in. For I us, for it. our children, this is important work. So, yeah, thanks I for your support. I, I, I will be here to support you 100% all the, all the way. Perfect. I love cool. that. All right. Okay, thank you so much. Thank so, you to everyone for listening. I appreciate your attention. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for tuning in. And uh, this is FU Watch This Talk podcast. Thank you so much. And I appreciate all the comments. Um, we got a few mm. comments here that are kind of fun. Let's see what we got here. What a honk, he said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my that was for Gaza. Let's see. Wow, what a beautiful combination. Okay. Not sure who that is. What a hunk of a dog sitter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's he's okay. <laughs> I will talk to you very soon. Beautiful. Thank you, again, Thank you, Ty. Thank you, everyone. Time. Have Bye, a good Ty. day. Ciao. Okay. Bye.